This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You know what's crazy is that with all of the technology at our fingertips, I feel like we are are not as good as we used to be about like compiling history. You mentioned this. I remembered it. But I don't know if there's even like a list. Is there a list of the Decatur Citizens of the Year? Like, I mean, can I find out historically? Like, I know uh, Dr. Norman. I, I mean, I, there's ones that I can recall. And you gave out the very first one. Yeah, yeah, I did. And uh, and I heard you talking about it. So I I kind of went back and looked myself. Went I went into the archives. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and certainly. Don't uh, you feel like Paul has like a bat cave or something? You, you, you know, it's like. It is. That's yeah. where the Batmobile is. Right. The Tribmobile. You, you got the Corvette <laughs> and you got the archives. Uh, so go back to the year 2008. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, my last year as mayor and, uh, and Bill Eichenauer. Uh, I Wild it. Bill. Yeah, and I wore it at the Lincoln Theater. You remember that? that was I really do. A, I, we were there. I think I emceed it. Yeah, and Bill was uh, just overcome with emotions. I I left the stage and went down and gave it to him because he wasn't in the best of health then. Yeah. And and, and he just, like, sobbed, and, uh, you know, he just was overcome. But Bill was such a promoter of Decatur. He just, anything that was good for Decatur, he was right behind it and pushing it and uh applauding it and uh that uh so when you mentioned that this morning when i that's why i went back and looked because i remember bill was the first one and that was the only one that i gave because then tuna you know gave up from uh you know from that point on and awarded you one yeah it's kind of strange the next one was mine never expected that <laughs> i thought we were starting something with bill right and then i ended up with the next one so i remember I was telling you off the air, but when a Tuna came up to my office and said he was going to award, I said, you sure you want to do this? Yep, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, that was Tuna. And I, I miss Tuna. I really do. Oh, he I know. Just, uh, there's, there's still a void there that just used to be be fun and exciting. And, yeah, I'll, I'll be forever grateful uh, to the chamber for this reason is, you know, I mine was at the at the at what was then the Holiday Inn or the Cater Conference Center and Hotels where they held the the thing and and that it, it's not the award and you know you know that stuff it's it's that you know it was him yeah and so this morning when uh, i was reading about jim taylor getting the award last night who's been a longtime advocate and labor guy and all that uh that's it it, it gave me a happy feeling because it took me back to the time with with tuna well i think that's true and and, uh, and mine was at the at the uh, uh same place yours was and I just remember Tuna being up there and, and and giving a speech and that, and then going up to get that and saying a few and, words. And he was so bad at, <laughs> at the giving the speech part. Yeah. Tuna was as good at retail politics as any human being you'd ever met. Like one-on-one -on -one in a yeah. group of two or three people, there was no one better. I mean, he was like Tip O'Neill in front of a crowd. Nah. Yeah, that wasn't his specialty, yeah. but you're right. I mean, uh, he did his best work one-on-one -on -one and just uh, – but. I, and as you say, I think it gives me an appreciation, too, of what it means to uh, to anyone since that time. Every time that's presented, I think back happy memories, yeah. you know, of giving it and receiving it and the people that I know that received it. But I think, you know, there is no long list. I don't remember anyone. I, no, I, and, and that's yeah. kind of the thing. We don't do a very good job. I mean, and it's... I, like documenting things anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're a historical guy. You do a lot of that with the Tribune. It's about where we are, where we've been, where we're going. And I, I feel like maybe things are just more scattered today. You, you know, um, like, like we don't have, like, you, you don't see, I can't find the history of this. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, there isn't much except you almost have to piece it together year by year, you know, to get a list. And, uh, and, and maybe that's a good idea when something like this is presented that there needs to be a list, whether it's this award and maybe some previous winners. Well, or something now, like some that. of them, you know, there, there are other things I've been involved in that do that. I mean, <laughs> there's the Diamond uh, Honorees, you know, with the Girl Scouts. And so every year we have the event and all of us get back together and it's a lot of fun. We we lost Peggy Madden, you know, there's, you know, who passed away, but most of everybody else is still around. And so you've got this sort of history of, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Citizen of the Year, I don't know. I know. No, Dr. Norman won. Mm-hmm. I was at the luncheon or whatever they did for that. Was uh, Shim S- Sanders uh, that won last year? I Everybody's like, I mean, like, the- I, well, yeah, I actually, I, th- I think you're right yeah. because I was just Sh- uh, Shemuel Sanders, Sanders yeah, yeah, yeah in right. 2022, <laughs> Jim Taylor this year. But beyond that, and when you told me about the first, I'm like, oh, yes, of course, I absolutely remember that. Yeah. But you had to prompt me. I I couldn't have pulled that out, I don't think, out on my own uh, at the Lincoln Theater that night. Uh, So I wonder, so that was 2008? Uh, Yeah, that was 2008. And you were 2010? Yeah, and they... uh, uh, there was a year that was skipped. After, well, I think the mayor pro tem decided not to do it or yeah, something. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. And, and uh, so uh, uh, Tuna put on mine like 2009, 2010. See, it was really one year. You got a double year. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm the only, I'm the only, only one with a double this. year that didn't deserve it. <laughs> no, no. You got a two time. And so mine was in 2013. So there was stuff in between there. And then what happened between 13 and, and uh, 2000, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But there were there were several that, uh, and you start reflecting. We've had what fourteen, fifteen yeah. people in the community. All right, I'm going to track all this down. It was, we should document this. Uh, all right, since That's your assignment. For this thank week. you. <laughs> you would think there's this thing called the internet uh, that it would be readily available. All right, so you have uh, written uh, in your column today. We talked about this uh, obviously when it was brand new news last week with Acorn. Uh, like you, I, I have been uh, really impressed. It didn't take long for the internet to get back to being the internet, but for a few days, everyone seemed to pull together to help other people. I, that's right, and that's what Decatur is about. And and uh, the editorial I wrote uh, this week, which which is not on the internet uh, today, but it's about what happened when Firestone closed down a little over twenty years ago, and how a columnist for the Chicago newspaper wrote about Decatur. And he wrote about that how Decatur is strong. Things like this do not deflate Decatur. Yep. And, and so when a Chicago Tribune columnist wrote about Decatur being a strong, strong city, he came here and saw the people and, and you know, went down the streets and everything and talked to people. And he indicated this is really a strong city. They will overcome this and they will deal with this. And I think that's really true. I, I think the roots in this uh, community – uh, go deep, and they look out for other people, and we we have our problems the same as any other community. But when there is a need, the people here step up. Companies here step up to help each other, and that's why I love Decatur. Yeah, I, you know what was apparent for me last week uh, in a major way is that we do all of this despite our political leadership, and when I say I mean Springfield and Washington. Uh, and, and I don't know if it's just because they don't know what to do, don't have any power to do anything, but I was really surprised at sort of the absence of that. 
Yeah. I know Nikki Budzinski came to town and she was at uh, Workforce Investment Solutions. And I know Dan is paying for lunch at a job fair. But are you, I mean, when 450 people lose their income, their livelihood, the support for their families, and you're in court arguing for more guns and magazines, I mean, have you ever felt like they're more out of touch with people than they are today? Well, I, I think this happened, and in, in our Congresswoman uh, Mary Miller, and I'm not say, you know, uh, nothing, uh, nothing. And here you have people in your district that probably live in your district. I don't know if all of them do, but but this should be of great concern to you. And there was not a peep, not a peep, not a news. But the the only news release was criticizing uh, Joe Biden's selection or nomination. Uh, she's worried about drag shows or whatever. I I mean, I yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like. And I want to parallel this. There's a point to all of it. Um, when you get so out of touch, I know you're feeding the flames of what your base, you know, what you think your base wants, you know, instead of leading. Leading isn't giving people what they want. Leading is giving people what they need. Yeah. And it, there's a, a fine distinction there. Uh, but when you get to a point where you're just about – the anger and the show and the drama, and you forget that there's real lives involved in this, you're, you're, you're dangerously close to being irrelevant. Yeah. And I feel like last night, you know, Caterpillar and the UAW come to this agreement. We go back in the day uh, when the three majors were all on strike. I mean, it was an ugly time, right? Firestone and, and what was then Staley and, and Caterpillar and all that was going on. And the, the fight became the fight. And, and it sort of, I remember it came to a, a, a moment on the stage at the Decatur Civic Center or, or by the Civic Center for the Decatur celebration for the opening ceremony. And you had all of these union people in their shirts, you know, the same color, and they were going to turn their back uh, on the stage, you, you know, and, and, and they did it in the middle of a eulogy for the mayor who had died. And it was like they just it, it got past their passion of what what they wanted into the theater of the absurd and they i don't know that they've ever recovered from that i don't know i was there i was there when that happened and i know uh, mayor brecknitz was the one who was on the stage yeah. you know uh, giving the tribute to uh, to gary anderson and uh, i and those workers all had the, the same shirts on and that and they turned their back and yeah. that and i can tell you the sense of the crowd around was what this isn't right what you know what are you doing and maybe they had some supporters there but my reaction was the same way well, this is not the time to do it, that here's the, the only point i'm making is when the theater gets like when you lose the people because all you can see is just the theater you're not doing anything you're not really it's just all about you know uh owning this side or owning that side and you you're not a person that's serious anymore i mean i think that's where our leadership is politically right now yeah, and I think that's unfortunate because we're the ones who are the victims of that kind of uh, attitude. And uh, I think when we have something happen in the community that happened last week when uh, 400 families are impacted and, and the ripple effect is all across the community, if you represent this district or this, that should be your but, number but, one concern. But, Paul, you see who's serious and who's not. Yeah. I mean, who's actually cares and is invested and wants to help people and who's just playing a role? Well, and that brings it out. I think anytime there's a need, you see who responds to that need and uh, who even talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. Who even mentions it. Right.
And, and they were sending out press releases, but it wasn't about that. No, and that's what really kind of shocked me and made me feel a little bad, like, hey, right now the focus should be on these families that, if nothing else, encourage them. Right. Say that, you know, that they are in your prayers. All right, here's the yeah. dirty little secret for them is that when you figure out you can get stuff done without them, right, it really does give you a different mindset. Yeah. We're going to do what we're going to do in this community, whether we have their support or not, or whether they're able to even provide the dirtier, dirtier little secret is that some of them don't have any ability to do anything because they've talked themselves into a position of being super minorities and have no clout or sway at all. Well, and I think that's what we've seen happen in this community, as you well know, you know, uh, we have in, in, in so many ways, uh, we're better organized to deal with something like this than we were. And you mentioned this last week, 10 or 15 years ago, yeah. we have the organizations in place. We have those who know what they're doing, who can, and that's on the local, that's on the local scene. Yep. You know, we're not looking to the federal government. They want to help fine, yes. but we don't count on them yeah. helping. We're us. not going to wait. And, right. and we're still waiting on responses from some of them. I, just, I don't get it. I, 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 and then you you think about the political bubble they must live in. Yeah. That we have a new congresswoman who hasn't even mentioned this. 450 yeah. families impacted. Hasn't even mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, are you aware of it? Maybe you not. Know, you know, and that, that's what really, you know, I, I would believe this person's a good person at heart. And this, to me, I don't understand how you can be the kind of person who's standing because up. Because they don't know. care about local, Paul. They don't care about the people that live here. They're playing a role in some national theater that, that gets them elected. They get to raise a lot of money. They get to do a lot of things. They get to throw firebombs and act like, but, but they're not interested in actually governing. And I think that's, I think that's what, why so many people are disillusioned. By and they should so, be. Yeah. And that's and why they don't want to vote for anybody, you know, or and we even have the situation here. I'm not sure if it's a ripple effect too that, that you know, having trouble getting election judges anymore, you know, those who want to participate in the process. And uh, I listen, I understand it. I'm not advocating to check out we, we have to do what we have to do, but I understand it. Th these people aren't serious leaders. They're acting. Well, it, it, it's uh, it's a debate. It's a constant debate. You know, uh, one party makes this move and then the other responds, you know, and it's a verbal debate going back and forth. It's theater. Just, yeah. And you send out press releases saying that person's crazy. They don't know what they're doing. But and while the people in your district are suffering yep. and you and you don't even have a word of nope. encouragement for them. And, and, and I believe a lot of that is they know deep down there's nothing they can do because yeah. they've painted themselves into a corner of just. They don't have any clout. They don't have any power. There's nothing they can do. Well, I, I think maybe in, in one sense of the word, it makes us stronger knowing that. Yeah, when we can we do it without them. That. We can do it without them. Yeah, and say, okay, you you go over here and you argue and you debate. And while you're doing that, we're going to do something for these people. Yep. We'll gather around them. We'll help them. That's exactly right. I will say that, that I did hear immediately from Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski. Uh, now, I, you know, her showing up, I don't know what that does or doesn't do. I'm not trying to give her extra credit. But she was somebody who right out of the blocks was saying this is wrong and these people need support. And she contacted, you know, some state stuff. And so uh, of all of our people, you know, she at least did show up. Oh, yeah. And I, I was impressed by her reaction. As you say, I'm not sure how much more that you can do, but she identified with that problem. She came to Decatur uh, and, and she was present, I think, at one of the yep. job fairs. Yep. And so she demonstrated, I care about you. Yep. I care about what's happening in Decatur, Illinois. Yeah. And uh, 
versus, uh, you know, our other elected congresswoman, not even a word of simply, still, not, still, not one word. Not even an acknowledgement that 450 people lost their jobs. No, and that's just wrong. It is. And I, you know, I don't hate anyone, don't dislike anyone. I just don't understand why you do that when you represent people who are really suffering in, yeah. in our community. All right. Anyway. Josh, you write about Josh Tanner, uh, who I think does an excellent job for us as an elected official. I, I think you really got to separate out those people that are hyper local here, your city council members, your school board members, your county government people from what we're talking about, because they're on the ground doing the work every day. Two school board uh, candidates drop out. I don't understand this. I read a, a story, maybe on the Herald Review, one of them said, well, I got work and it's busy. You had that when you entered. I, I don't get the the get in, get petitions, drop out thing. No, I don't either. And it, I said they maybe, just go, well, this is hard. Yeah, and maybe that's it. And, and and maybe at the point they started seeing how strong the other candidates were. And I don't know, but we still have six in that race, and we have some strong candidates in that race. And the kind of people that you like stepping forward and being interested and being involved. Uh, so, by the way, the people uh, I'm quoting from your Tribune today, Bill Clevenger, Will Wetzel, Jacob Jenkins, Mark Reynolds, Misty Frank, and Hannah Wolf are still in it. Uh, there were two that dropped out, uh, uh, but but they drop out, but they'll still be on the ballot, right? Yeah, so people, it, I know. I, this is, I, I just like, some people treat this like it's a game. Yeah, well, there's a point, I think, where you can withdraw, and then your name won't be on the ballot. Yeah, but I mean, if, that. but I, I, there, listen. Two different separate things here. One, the people that do this, every single one of those names I just read that's still on the ballot, I respect whether I agree with or not for stepping up, doing the thing, and wanting to serve. But the people that play games with this, and there's always been some sort of fringe group, you know, with the city council, I'm going to run for mayor in the Walmart break room. And you know, you cost money. We had a guy who cost a whole bunch of money because he caused a primary and then dropped out of the race. Yeah, and he did it intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that years ago, and uh, I think it cost something like $50,000 or more, taxpayers' money, mm -hmm. and he had no intention, and uh, yeah. we had to reduce the field by one. Yeah. That one. And, of course, he lost, and it was a big joke to him, as I remember. Yeah. You know, that's the reason he was running, to make it difficult for us. Yeah. So. I don't, I, I'll <laughs> applaud anybody who steps up for whatever their own reasons are for wanting to serve, I, I'm all with that. We can agree to disagree on whatever. Uh, I respect it. But the people that do this stuff, I just don't understand. I, I mean, I don't get it. Take it seriously or don't. Uh, now, this didn't change anything. It didn't change the ballot. But it might take away votes from somebody who's still in it because they're voting for you because they don't know you dropped out. Yeah, well, I think the interesting part is, you know, how many votes will these people get? And when people show up at the polls, how acquainted are they with the issues or with the people running? And so will they take away votes from someone, you know, that or, might or, have won? Or, or it's a close race between, yeah. you know, the, the last two. Yeah, and I think that's the danger. In that, And I think, uh, as you mentioned, I admire anyone who steps forward and says, I'm going to campaign. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to see it all the way through. And if the people want me, you know, fine. And if they don't want me, then I will support those that they select. I mean, that's the attitude you have when you go in. And uh I, I'm like you. I don't see starting and then looking around saying, ah, I don't think it. you ought to give it some thought before you do that. Yeah. So but anyway, uh, I don't know. It, that's it's what it is. It, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I will remind you uh, that we have our employment and retraining opportunities and assistance page on Nauticator.com. What we really wanted to do, and we learned this during COVID, is sometimes when life hits you right 
smack in the face like it did these 450 families uh, with Acorn uh, last week. You, there's so many places to go, and, and a lot of this bureaucracy is hard to sort of get in and government sites. And, uh, you, you know, we put all the links that we can, and we've added, I mean, like almost hourly for over a week now, um, so that you have direct links to unemployment assistance, job resources, education and retraining opportunities, social services, career fairs, and we've added to those. Um, there, there's... Uh, we've, we've literally added, there's a uh, investment solution hiring events for Acorn. Uh, at 7.57, they're going to have Fuyao and AgriFab and Austin Industrial and Reynolds and Ring Container and Agco, uh, Caterpillar. There, there's several. ADM did one of these last week. All that information is at nowdicator.com. It's just, it's free. There's no cost to you. It's just a resource page to kind of cut through some of the clutter uh, to be able to find direct links to where there might be assistance. Well, I think this is, I think this is what you do the best of anyone, I think. And don't say that to flatter you. It's just the reality. I think there are people out there who search for answers. And I think in so many cases, whether it's this time or their community, uh, food drive that you had or anything, you provide an avenue where people can go and they can find out how they, what they can do, where they need to go. And I think that's a great service of the station. I really do. And I think that's, I, I think the media is at its finest when it's uh, pointing people to help. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And and it's just, it can be when you're hit like this, just overwhelming. And a lot of the government sites are hard to navigate and hard to find. So we, we've put it all in their direct links, but there have been quite a few things added to the career fair side of this. And I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that. Uh, Workforce Investment Solutions, um, and, and it's Thursday, March 2nd, 9 to noon. They've got Fuyao and AgriFab, and these were for the folks who impacted by ACORN. Uh, Thursday, today, 1 to 4, they've got Austin Reynolds Group, which is out of Champaign. Friday, they've got Ring Container and Agco, Kraft Heinz and Austin Industrial. And then Monday, they're having a Caterpillar uh, uh, career fair for these folks. So these are jobs, real jobs that are out there and available. Well, and then we didn't depend on the federal government to come in and help us. This, these are these are area people responding to need, and I think I think the pandemic made us stronger too. I think we learned other ways I of think doing it made, things. I think it made people who were interested in helping people it made us stronger. People who wanted to just be divided and fight it made them stronger too. And the, we're we're at war right now, and and someone's going to win. It's either the people that give a damn about your fellow human being and want to help, or it's the people that just want to make everything red or blue, live or die on every single issue. So you pick. You want Mary Miller, you want Nikki Budzinski. It's up to you. Paul, we'll see you next week. Okay. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.